What's good in Clipper Nation? How's it going, guys? I think everyone's doing okay. Yeah, it's a little bit of a talking down from a ledge episode today. <laughs> Obviously, gonna we're gonna fine. we're gonna kick things off with the uh, the the Kawhi signing was finalized. Yep, that it was the PG trade. Not everything that we hoped and more, but we're gonna break it down. We're gonna talk about it. But we got him. Um, it's it's probably all fine. It's, we got him. We're fine. Everything's fine. Pressure Everything makes diamonds, baby. It's fine. Anyways, uh, if you're a new listener, welcome so, welcome to the show. So happy to have you. We yeah. are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We're your local hosts coming at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers content. It's me, William, the Opinion Uptake. And I am positive, Chuck Mockler. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. As I said, we're going to be talking about the Kawhi contract, the finalizing of the Paul George trade. Just really, man, we're really digging into this even more. I feel like every day there's a new realization about it. So still more to talk about that. Today is Wednesday, which means our weekly segment, What Could Have Been Wednesday? Oh, yeah. Or the Parallel Universe, where we talk about who and what could have changed if things Mm. turned out a little bit differently. What could have happened? And then we're going to be wrapping things up with some summer league talk. Obviously, some exciting stuff with Terrence Mann oh, and man. uh, Fiondu both being signed to contracts yeah. with the Clippers, as well as Amir Coffey. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and also talk about some uh, an old Clipper who could be returning. Seems like a lot of people in Clipper Nation are yes. very excited about it. And also some Dennis Rodman, Jerry West signing. He sightings. might be in our front office. Who knows? So, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're starting off with the Kawhi Leonard contract. It was finally announced. Yep. As most people, you know, people were worried about it yesterday. Three years, $130 million contract. One, I thought it was three for 103. Could be three for 103. The most important aspect here, player option on the third year. Yes. Which I think most were expecting the what? Four for 141? Yeah, four for 141, 142. It, just to confirm, that is a three-year 103. Three-year 103. Excuse me. Had them transposed on my notes. Yeah, so this contract lines up with Paul George's. Yep, they both have player options on what will be the third year of those deals in 2021. Where they can get the 35% max deal Yep, from whoever signs them. Uh, this is a great tweet from Lucas Hahn. Kawhi can only get a fifth year and 8% raises with the Clippers, but he can still get 35% for four years with 5% raises from another team after this contract. Yes. So how, how are we feeling? How are you feeling about this? This is not what people expected. Well, I think that it it corresponds with a general trend in the NBA that which what I think that we're seeing is the these these windows of opportunity for championship teams, be they super teams, be they regular teams, are getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. Um even the Warriors, you know, having one of the greatest regular season squads of all time and adding Kevin Durant. They had a three-year window and they weren't <laughs> yeah. to make it all three, obviously injuries and stuff aside. Yeah. Um, and, and like other teams who have made big moves to, to get together their superstars, I mean, I guess the Rockets immediately come to mind. Yeah. And these championship windows that we're seeing for the majority of teams are just shrinking. And, and, and everyone got better this year in the West. Yes. So there's this whole factor of it. And it's a player. He, he did this to max out his money. For sure. Which I, is th- and that's, absolutely understandable. That's the thing that, that was left out of the initial reporting and stuff is that this is, you know, at the end of those two years on that player option, he will more than likely decline. Yeah. And he will be able to sign the, a larger max. Or a one-on-one with us and then get to an even bigger max yeah. after the end of that one. But yeah, it's, it's, it's purely a financial situation. It does seem like it shrinks our window to win a championship to two years pretty firm now. 
I mean, yeah, we're fully, I mean, we were, I think everyone obviously in the front office was committed to winning this championship, but this contract situation puts this into like now and this then he, season or next. Yeah. And then here's the other thing is, I mean, let's say, let's say we exceed every expectation that I've ever had and we win two championships Yes, with the player option on that third year. We still don't know if that's enough to make Kawhi stay. Oh, absolutely. He, I mean, they could both win. We could win two championships. They Ka- could, Kawhi they could, could win they two could finals, MVP. finals MVPs. Yeah. We don't know. And so I was obviously, I think everyone was really freaked out when we initially saw the tweet. Mm-hmm. I posted your quote, which was, uh, thinking about Paul George leaving after his third year after we get makes me want to throw up, <laughs> which is a fair thing to have said. Because when you initially read that. We gave up a lot. A lot of Clippers minds... F- a lot of Clippers fans' minds go to the worst-case scenario. Yeah. Which I think makes total sense. Some people's Get, minds just do the that fan anyway. base. Um, give them the fan knowing base. Knowing the history. But, so, some comfort for people who need it, I guess. I don't think the front office was surprised by this at all. No. This isn't a thing that I don't think they're, like, panicking about. This, and, I mean, and, and for all we know, this was the front office. Like, this was here, we'll a, a negotiation this. with both yeah. of them. Uh, and maybe this, That's is, a very like, good this point is what too. they wanted, you know? Um, yeah, bring me and him, but only if we can be out at the same time if we want to. No problem. Yeah. We got you for two. I, I guess the thing that I'm the most concerned about is, you know, I thought that... I thought that the giving up, you know, four-plus years of picks isn't that big of a deal if you have Kawhi Leonard for four years. Now, if you only have him for two... <laughs> Sucks. Uh, that changes a lot. Unless you get one of two championships, it makes that trade... There's just, you know, there was already a lot of pressure on that trade. Not that trades feel pressure, but you know what I'm saying. In terms oh, yeah. Of no, for sure. Giving now up a like, record amount of picks. And and once again, like, I'll still never sweat the Miami picks. No. I mean, even as good as those will be, those were never going to be... They, those were never going to be something that we would convey. Yeah. But just how far out the picks are, you know, if we don't have that. Things can just go wrong in that span of time. Yeah. But the most important thing to think about, since we have no idea if they're going to come back after two years, let's focus on the next two years. That's all we got to focus on. Yeah. All we have to think about since we are contenders for a championship this year and the next year is that. Yeah. Which is everybody healthy. Keeping everyone healthy, Playing it's still... Well. There was a quote from... I think it was from Lawrence Frank, and I retweeted it about how, like, we're firmly... He came here to win championships. We're in the driver's seat to win championships right now. It's a trip. That's where we're at. It's insane. It still hasn't... Like, I read that, like, 10 times, and I was still like, that's... Okay. We're it's we're in it. We're ready. Like, yeah, these next two seasons, man, we're fully in to winning a championship. And you know what? On the flip side, I am going to say this. Yeah. Right? I'm going to say that, let's say even in our, you know, like in our wildest dreams, we get Kawhi Leonard locked up for four years. Yeah. I think what we've seen recently in the mo- in the modern NBA is that contracts mean nothing. I was say that that doesn't matter. <laughs> how long your contract is or how long you think you have a player, uh, it don't really mean squat. Because yeah. at any time that player can say, I want to trade. Yeah, exactly. So... I guess in that sense, it's like not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I just did like the idea of the assurance of, of having Kawhi Leonard for Oh, for definitely. Pressure makes diamonds, you know? I've just been tattooing that myself with that on my body since I've seen this news. It just went from like, <laughs> oh, I'm really excited to see how this works out to I've, it feels tense. there's a little bit more desperation now in a way that makes me uncomfortable. The thing with the desperation for me, too, is like there's desperation, but 
at least it's desperation with Kawhi and PG. Yeah. You know, and it's oh, not yeah. desperation with like, you know, we're not trying to make players. 40 year old Chris Paul and yeah. the highest usage point guard exactly. in the NBA try to win a championship. Exactly. Um, you know, we've got two wing guys who have had, you know, pretty good careers. So it's going to be fine, bro. It's going to be all right. Everything's fine. Will is worried right now. Something that is also interesting, there was a deleted Montrez Harrell Instagram post that was a picture of his shoes. Juicy. Juicy. That said, wait till this next wave hits LMAO. Y'all really going to be scared. Okay, so... Are we thinking extension or are we thinking he's just working on a step back? I think <laughs> I think that he's just the shoe game this year is going to be even crazier than last year. Oh. I think uh yeah. People All right. People better look out. That's the other shoe that's going to drop if you will. Hi Okay, I'll get out of here. Pod's um over. if it was a contract <laughs> extension, obviously I'd be elated. I don't, I don't see, see him agreeing to a contract extension. Yeah, he's I, gonna I think it's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Someone's going to throw money at Yeah, Reds. I think there's it would be I just don't really see a scenario in which he doesn't want to hit unrestricted free agency next summer. Um, he can make a lot more money, most likely, than he's ever made before. And, I, you know, for kind of role-player guys who, I mean, Trez is better than a role-player, he could definitely start on at least 10 teams, yeah, uh, if not more. But I think that that's really important. You know, being able Absolutely. to get that big contract because you might only get one of those if you're that player. First, sure. look at Bev. Yeah, like he has it right now. Yeah, look at Lou too. Yeah, you're seeing. You're gonna. Well, Lou, I mean, Lou took a pay cut, but. but no, that's what I'm saying. So you're seeing a guy who's literally the best bench player of all time. Yeah, who's making eight million. Yeah, and it's like that. That's absurd. It is. Um, I hope it's shoes. I hope it's a step back. I just hope it's. I hope he's not traded. I hope there's no more like. You never know. You do never know. Man, let us know what you guys think about the contracts, about Paul George and Kawhi. Just one more time, pressure makes diamonds. It's going to be all good. Yeah, I mean, it's probably all fine. <laughs> Coming up after this, we're going to be taking a look at a pretty recent what could have been Wednesday topic in the Aerial universe. But first, put on a belt. Just, you know, I've seen some people walking around today, pants borderline at their knees. You know, this isn't the thousands anymore. We're not rocking sags. Um, Just put on a belt. And you need a belt. belt. Grip six belts. Put Check it on. It put put the dang belt on. So now that uh, the Kawhi news is finalized, Paul George. Oh wait, first of all, welcome to the Aerial Universe. Aerial Universe. It's spooky over here. It is. So now the Kawhi news has been out. This is a recent one. Sometimes these are going to be recent for the new listeners. Sometimes these are going to be oldie time things. Mm-hmm. The one today is pretty recent. What could have been had instead of Shea being involved in the Paul George trade? We traded Landry Shamit, which is, I think, something that some people might have preferred. That is a that's a tough call. It's a big what if. It's a very very tough call. And in this scenario, we're saying the team is the same except for this one swap. Yeah, still got you know Magruder, still got Hark, still got Paul. Everything's the same except for this one swap. I think. I think the decision to give up Shea, uh, in in terms of of like the front office's decision was just they figured that with these two guys they would be more dominant ball handlers. Yeah. So it makes I think it lessens Shea's progression if he was to stay on this team. Yeah, I think it maybe that's a really good call. I didn't think about that. His distribution I think gets better. 
But I think his on-ball attacking and stuff because he's just not needed to do that. Yeah, I mean, as I, much. But still I think needed, he'd be handling the ball less as well, just in general. Yeah, um, yeah. Both those guys, I've, th- I've talked about this before, but are elite uh, pick and roll ball handlers. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have better assist rates than Shea. Yeah, I mean, granted, he is a rookie, but oh, for sure, he was a rookie, but, but still, yeah, it's um. This one hurt to me the most. This one did hurt, man. Um, and in this scenario, it sucks. Gallo's still gone because he's asked to move anyway. But no, the Shea, the Shea thing hurts. Shea. Which makes the contracts hurt a little more, too. I mean, I like Possibility I, I love Landry Shamit. Just Shea, felt like he was he, our guy. I don't know. No, he felt like the guy. Yeah. I. He generally felt like the corner. Lee Jenkins wrote about it. I don't know how many more times I got to say it. You know what I mean? Like, If you would have asked me, you know, like a week ago, um, if you would have asked me even on July 4th uh, what the safest bet to buy as a Clippers jersey was, I would have said Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, yeah. Um, looking at the stats from the two guys, um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I Just with Shamit's consistent shooting and stuff, I would have thought that he averaged more, mm-hmm. but Shea averaged about two more points, um, an extra rebound, and double the amount of assists per yeah. game. Okay. Um so there there's that. Um <laughs> he did have, he did have great stats and and you know I think that could be part of the thing too. OKC, you know, that could have been the player that they wanted. A lot of people did take notice of Shea last season. Yeah. You know, true Hoopers. So <laughs> all the real Hoopers figured it out. Um in terms of like defensive ratings, they're both Shea's is is better than Shamit's as well. Yeah, I would put uh, Shea firmly ahead of Shamit in that. In in that yeah. regard, yeah. yeah. His Shea's is one twelve to Landry's one sixteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. I think I would be hesitant to call one player better than the other. Oh no! I know yeah, I just like definitely. listed off some stats, but For like sure. I I think that it's different skill sets, different strengths, different skill sets, different. Um, Shamit's an unbelievably better shooter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But no, the team, uh, yeah, because like the way that I looked at it, I was playing around with lineups. I saw, you know, Shea, Kawhi, Paul George, Moe, and Zoo. It's a fun lineup. Pay, you know, throw Green in there instead of Zoo, throw Green instead of Moe. Like, I think Shea maybe, I think he does see more minutes, but he's just asked to do so much less. Yeah. I think he runs a lot more maybe with the second unit too with him and Lou, even though that kind of is weird sometimes. Yeah, you I know? I didn't think that those lineups were particularly effective. They kind and, of bump into each other, and in the yeah, and in the playoffs, I I think we saw a lot of that yeah, second unit sham yeah. moving down on that second lineup. So, I you know I don't know this this one was really hard, but I I wonder how much of this decision was the front office rolling with like saying you can have blah, but you, we're not giving up blah. Yeah, the Lakers style thing where they're like you can have Kuz and these guys, but not all of these guys. It's yeah, like, pick one or the other. Yeah, I and then how that. much of it was the Thunder specifically wanting the guy, or them being like, "We want our guy." Also, what the hell else are you going to do? Yeah, do you want to give up? Do you want Kawhi or no? Uh, I mean, an interesting thing to me, from a team fit standpoint, right? Yeah, Shamit makes a lot more sense on OKC. They, yeah, they don't have outside shooting for sure. Uh, yeah, and adding, right. I mean, and Gallo and Sham would have been crazy for that team. Gallo and Sham, Stephen Adams and Westbrook. That's a pretty nice that covers up. Four. I mean, that co- like. That covers up all their issues. You know, they've always been, they've had an elite defense yeah. year after year after year. Last year, they were in the top three, I believe. Yeah. And the problem was they just couldn't score. They mm-hmm. were too predictable. 
Um, Paul George, obviously, you know, was scoring like 30 points a night. Yeah. Um, but that was like their that was the that crux was of the, that was the crux was of their yeah. offense. So from a fit standpoint, even losing Paul George, adding another outside like an incredible outside shooter who doesn't need the ball in his hands because you can't have a ball dominant guy next to Westbrook. No. Um, and then Gallo as well is like it's to perfect. me to me that's the best fit thing. So that's I guess what makes me wonder if they were like you know you can we'll sacrifice. Shea, but not Shaman. I don't know. You know, obviously, yeah. I, I don't have any. No, Shaman is a way better fit. Like, yeah, it's just interesting to me, right? I wonder if they knew they were going to move. They might have, maybe had, maybe they had plans to move on from Westbrook, and they were like, "This is the guy we should build around with Shea." Yeah, because getting a point guard like Shea is a pretty damn good get. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, right. If, but if, if they're just if gonna, you had decided you were going to retool, but if they're going to stand pat, it was like, yeah, take the two shooters. I'm really excited to watch Shea and Steven Adams on the pick and roll. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Right now, which would you have felt more comfortable with? The current situation or the or losing Sham? Not saying one is better, but I was kind of I was trying to mull this over, and I think I'm actually happy with where we're at now. I mean, I'm obviously ecstatic with where the team is at now, but you know what I mean in terms of the trade. I mean, I think it's like choosing what hand to cut off. Yep. I think I would have preferred to keep Shea. Fair. Um, I love Landry. He's going to be great. I still think he's going to make a solid progression from last year to this year. But what Shea brings off the dribble, um, going to the rim, and slinkiness, slinkiness, defense. and defense. I don't know, man. That's just a player that if you can get, I'd be pretty hesitant to give up. Yeah. Um, a young asset like that. I think the development thing is. Because we've talked about this with Shea when he was on the team compared to other guys, where Shea had more developing to do just because his role is so much bigger. Definitely. And I think with Shamit, it's like maybe they knew, you know, Shea, your role is going to diminish. So you, we're not going to be able to develop you into the guy you could be. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they had to talk with him like this. I'm sure they obviously had a good talk or something. But, like, you go here, you will get the ball in your hands, and you will develop. You stay with us, it might be a little slower because you're – third, fourth fiddle or something like that, you know? Yeah. And so Sham, I think, is the better fit right now, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. Tough trade. That's really, really hard. Because Sham is going to provide so much just off-ball stuff. Yeah. And maybe, you know, like maybe they're comfortable with with Shamit's playmaking and and handling the ball a little bit. Mm -hmm. They've Um, certainly talked it up a bunch. Because I love... I do love Pat, and I I think that he does a lot of things really well. I don't know about him as your primary ball handler. Yeah. It might be weird. We might see, like, a true split when him and Cham are on the floor, just in terms of who brings the ball up and runs it. I mean, I think Kawhi or Paul George will end up doing it a lot. Yeah. Oh, I just meant when Cham and Bev are on the floor together, sans those guys. The nice thing is I don't think anyone's going to be fighting for the ball because we have a team full of guys who all – have the same goal now. Yeah. And the goal is pretty clear. I think it's it's so it's so funny when your kind of team is rebuilding the goal is just like, yeah, get better. Yeah, it's all good, just get better. And we've run head on into the championship or terrible trade wall. Yeah. Cause it's not championship or bust, because I don't think we're screwed long term. Yeah. Definitely it feels like a little bit more of a rock and a hard place than it did oh, yesterday. Literally up until yeah, we are definitely in the rock and a hard place. I'm kind of excited for it, but also kind of terrified. Yeah. I hope she's doing well. You know, we can just 
just hope that everybody continues to play elite level defense and stays healthy and you know we we're in a great position there's still a great future for this team it is sad to watch one of our you know our great picks go but hey we still got one of them we still got two of them and two more to the squad which we're going to be talking about next hey summon that sweet mountain of pods summon it Local experts, summit that pod. Man, that's a that should be their slogan. One more time, shout out to the Himalaya app. So All right, summer league. Let's yeah, young me. Yeah, uh, pulled out a great win yesterday against the Wizards. Oh yeah, and these things matter, ladies and gentlemen. Um, There's nothing. They say that <laughs> nothing matters more than summer. Yeah. So uh, the Clippers ended up. We signed a couple of guys right before the game, which was fantastic. We signed Terrence Mann. We signed uh, Fee. We signed uh, Amir Coffee. Man's contract is interesting. Yeah. So why don't you break down the man contract a little bit? Terrence Mann signed reportedly. Mm-hmm. Keyword because these things are kept pretty close to the chest. And yes. for all of the two-way deals, um, none of those details are ever disclosed, which makes publicly. sense because it's like, who cares? I don't mean that in a rude way, but it's like, okay, it's a two-way deal. You know what I mean? I'm it, interested. It can't be. Oh. <laughs> Terrence Mann reportedly signed a four-year, $6.3 million deal with the first two years guaranteed. Rumors are that it, it's just a straight-up contract, not two-way, which if it is, makes him the 15th guy on the roster, I believe. Wow. Clippers seem high on him. Wow. Last night, uh, 15, 11, and 8. Incredible. On 7 of 9 shooting. Incredible. Did have seven turnovers. Um, you know, we're going to talk about... Obviously, the game was incredible. But in the context of all of Summer League right now, he looks like he's pretty... Are we? Could we be wrong about him seeing time? It, they seem really high on him. I don't... You they know what I mean? They seem really confident. That contract, if that's what it is, is like... First of all, good for you, man. Yeah. Deserves it. You've been balling out in Summer League. Yeah. But I mean that's similar numbers to the tie wall contract or the Cinderius contract. Yeah. Um so it, that's not, you know, like 1.5 million a year you're not like, man, we oh, got to no. get this for how much we're paying, we got to get this guy playing time. So I I mean I still think TBD. Uh, I you know, I'm curious to see if we get a sneak peek at him in any of the preseason games. Oh, I would I imagine that they, you know, that if Paul George is back, they play him very little. Yeah. I would imagine Kawhi it's probably not going to get a whole lot of minutes in those in the preseason kind of stuff. Um, so it, it'd be interesting to get to see some of these guys get a run with our actual team. Very good call. Uh, against a little bit higher of competition. Definitely. Uh, I saw this crazy stat from Ross Homan mm-hmm. tweeting about. So during the game last night, I, full disclosure, just watched a bunch of highlights. Terrence Mann is really smart. Anytime he gets switched onto a big, when he has the ball, if a big's guarding him, he he every time he just takes like two and a half steps back and just is like, okay, I'm gonna treat this like I'm in transition. And he just gets to the room every time. Nice. So it's it's fantastic. He knows his bread and butter. That was great. Yeah. But the stat I saw from Ross Homan in college, man in four years shot 70% at the rim, which is like unbelievably good. That's in, yeah, that's absurd. 115 dunks at a guy for a guy who's six six in four years at FSU. So his finishing is like on an elite level. Zion shot 78 percent on 220 less attempts in just one year. So if you extract, you know what I'm saying? Like Terrence Mann's like the data, yeah, crazy for these four years. 
Yeah. So if he could become like, uh, you know, he's already a, at least really fun and looks confident in transition. Mm-hmm. If he could become a driving dish guy, yeah, with this team, like what we were just talking about with Shamit and stuff like that, that could be. I'm not. Don't take this as me saying he's going to play 12, 15 minutes a game next year. But mm-hmm. down the road, it's he's. It seems like it could be a nice piece. So. Do you think that this signing is contradictory to what I had kind of said yesterday on the podcast, being that I felt that our guard position was really pretty short up and the biggest hole to me was at the five? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm still not sure if we have... I feel weirdly like confident about our five situation. I like have a bunch of belief in Zubats. Yeah, I mean, that's the chip that remains to be that's, seen. Yeah, right? and like that's what kind of sucks. I think the front office still has two, so they're kind of banking on him working out. Yeah, I but mean, that's like, what this move seems like to me. Yeah, for sure. He's so he's big, too, dude. Um, yes, fee, six, six is solid. Yeah, Fee, absolutely. Uh, he played Oh, okay one last thing on oh, yeah, Terrence Mann. For sure. Sorry. Let it go. Uh, he's averaging 11.3 rebounds a game in the summer league, Jesus, which is, dude. I believe, second place. And he's, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah. Like, we could have something. We could have a very solid contributor in Terrence Mann. Yeah, which is fantastic, and he's fun as hell to watch, which helps. He is very fun to watch. <laughs> he's very fun to watch on the court. He's flashy. Um, Fee had an okay game shooting last night. Still looks like a giant on the court. Shot four of eleven, but had seven boards and four blocks. Nice. He, you know, like kind of the same story with Fee this whole summer league. He puts the ball on the floor really well, confidently. Mm-hmm. Just needs to work on his decision making a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, him and Terrence Mann have good chemistry, but it's like. You guys played together, which is tight. But he's uh, he fee or excuse me, fee Terrence and Amir moved the ball really well last night together. Mm-hmm. They like found each other really well. Um, the best part I think about last night was Jerome Robinson absolutely showing out. Yeah, five of eight from three is fantastic, and you, he was letting it just go. You love to see it. He was just like he got the ball and it was just out of his hands immediately. Yeah. Um, I think we can both agree. If he can just string together a few more solid nights before we get to preseason, just get down on the best foot forward before he gets into preseason. Yeah. Those two games were like a wash. Oh, the sick games? Yeah. Yeah. Like No, the, those are definitely a wash. And, you know, the thing is, this front office has seen him play. I, I actually I actually don't think that Summer League is, is hinging uh, Jerome's future really at oh, all. Oh, for sure. Not at all. Um, you know, he worked out with his team the summer before he was even drafted by us. They know they know what they're getting, you yeah. know. They're they're familiar with his game, and obviously it's ideal to be able to see as early as summer league that it's grown for sure. But you know, we might not even get, not even might we're not going to get a real look at how he's developed or what Jerome even really looks like until at least preseason. Definitely, yeah. I just wanted to get on with that front foot, get that momentum going on the season. Yeah. It's literally championship expectations. What uh, hinges for you is the biggest piece of Jerome's game to to break into the, the rotation? Defense. Defense. Everyone's so damn good on this team at defense that if you're not sniffing the lowest person's ability, and if you're not replacing that ability with something like Lou can do, you're not gonna see minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you have to be a a really good scorer to get playing time if you're not good at defense. On yeah, this team. which he could be, but he just needs to work on his defense. Mm-hmm. Which not that it's bad now, but it could obviously use some work compared to who he's playing with. Yeah. Um, Amir Coffey signed a two way deal. That dude has more energy than like anyone in the world. Uh, he's so long. He shot five and nine, two or three from the arc last night, six boards. Him and Fee are gonna make everyone's lives hell in the G League next year. I yeah, like, I think that's what we're looking dude, at, dude. It's yeah. gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be 
Shades of Delgado. Um, but yeah, Amir Khan, just good signings. I'm glad we got these three guys. Yeah. The Terrence Mann contract's kind of exciting. Do you want us... Okay, kind of shifting gears here. Do you want us to sign Sean Livingston? For the narrative and the idea, yes. Okay. Um, For practicality? For practicality, no. We can't give up a roster spot for a guy who... I'm sorry, really can't play anymore. Was not very good last year at all. Um, he's just of an age where like the he's taken a significant drop off. He did not play very well in the playoffs and got less time, I think, than he's ever gotten. Not yeah. even I think he got he definitely got less <laughs> time. I'm not yeah. I'm not looking at the numbers, but he definitely got less time than he's yeah. gotten in a playoff run with the Warriors. It just wouldn't I mean, I I agree with you what you just said. It's like, yeah, you know, the pictures would look great. And everyone would feel good, but I mean, I'd buy the jersey, but yeah. And I, w- I guess if if we're choosing between Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala, not that this is a choice in any way, but it, you know, whatever gets bought out, I would just opt rather take Iggy. Yeah, I mean, in terms of a contributor for sure. Yeah, but eh, it'd be cool, I guess. Shout out Sean Livingston. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I w- definitely wouldn't fault. I definitely wouldn't fault the organization for doing it. If it was for like, it's the men, so it's not. Yeah, I mean, know, it's like not, not a big screwed. deal. But a roster spot's a roster spot, and you know, heard that. We're gonna end on something kind of weird. Dennis Rodman might work for the Clips. He was sitting with Jerry West in summer league. Okay, as you know, Dennis Rodman and Jerry West do. Two dudes talking shared interests. North Korea, such. Can you imagine those guys just unleashed on the Vegas Strip? Oof. Jerry West just hanging out that sunroof, bottle of Jack Daniels in hand. If anybody catches him on film, I, he buys their phone. Jerry and just, West. And just smashes it. Jerry West is hanging outside the back sunroof because this is a stretch limo. Yeah. And Dennis Robbins pops up out of the front sunroof, and Jerry West goes, Dennis, I thought you were driving. And Dennis Robbins goes, I thought you were driving. And then they and then they football hook a bottle of champagne back and forth yes. while taking swigs. Yeah, of course. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, an interviewer asked Dennis Rodman, "Why am I sitting with Jerry West? It's up to you to figure it out." Reporter, is there a chance you're considering being active on the court again? First of all, way to roll. What a way to roll with the punches. Yeah. Dennis Rodman, active on active on the court or active dot 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 somewhere else. Two things I thought when I immediately saw this. Okay. One, he's trying to have sex with whoever the interviewer is. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I think he was trying to have some fun. Uh, two, what the hell would he do in our front off? What would he do? I don't even know if this is a real thing. I mean, like, I want to take, he do, I wanna take one step back and say, why is the reporter asking if there's any chance of him being active on the court again? That is absurd. I think the reporter did a good question because they got this answer. Yeah, that's I think fair. they were lobbing it up. And with all the like, you know, most Spates is working out and Amari is working out. Rodman yeah. can get on there and give no. some, give those young bucks a couple of boards. But so, what does Dennis Rodman do in this front office other than have ties to North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's going to expand us into the North Korean market. That's a big market. You know, you just all you need is that one guy in that North Korean market, and you're pretty much set for the whole country supporting your team. <laughs> um, is yeah. this anything to even monitor? I don't know. Like, I at this point, I got to be honest, I don't know that much about Dennis Rodman other than being like a bizarre kind of dude. Wow, okay. It depends what your definition of bizarre is, but... And the greatest rebounder and defender, maybe. Of all. Oh, I'm not talking about his play style. I'm oh. just talking about like him as like a pundit and. Bro, he invented pot coin, dude. <laughs> the almost successful weed themed <laughs> cryptocurrency. Um, 
I just want to hang out with Jerry West and Dennis Robbins so bad, dude. Yeah. Oh, that, it does sound like a good hang. That's better than Toby and Bobby. You know what? Maybe, maybe it is a good idea. Who to, you know to what? bring him on? Him and Lee Jenkins figuring out the organization's problems. Yeah. Let us know if you guys want Dennis Rodman to play for us or work for us. Good hang. Either way. Seems like a good hang either way. Uh, guys, tomorrow we're going to be doing uh, Thirsty Thursdays, which is things we're going to want to see during this upcoming season in particular. Oh, and we are parched. And kind of reporting on whatever the hell else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Yeah. Shout out to all the new listeners. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Check us out on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, check out Hotels.com if you need a place to stay. Maybe you got in a fight with your significant other. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe you got maybe you're on the lamb. Need to lay low for a while. Check out hotels.com. I am positive Chuck Mockler. And I'm William the Opinion Updike. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>